What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Dan Lovely, and I'm here for the review of The Hills Have Eyes. The real boys here for the review for The Hills Have Eyes. Fuck that up. <laughs> and uh, The Hills Have Eyes is a 1977 American horror film written and directed and edited by Wes Craven and starring Suzanne Liner, Michael Berryman, and Dee Wallace, who you might know from Cujo, and you might also know Michael Berryman from videos like uh, The Devil's Rejects. That was directed by Rob Zombie. Uh, the film the film follows the Carters, the Carters, a suburban family targeted by a, f- a family of cannibal savages after becoming stranded in the Nevada desert. Uh, this is my number five on my top five list. So number five <laughs> on my all time list, and it is it's on my all time uh, my favorite movies all time list because. It is pretty much it's the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life, and plus it proves to the it proves the fact that white people are not good under pressure. Like in terrible situations, white people are terrible, <laughs> and uh, they're always running around screaming and shit like that. And it's it's a great movie and it's a classic. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And with that being said, let's start bringing in people. <laughs> Let's bring in the first person, uh, Dylan Terry. Hello. Hey, what's up, Dylan? Thanks Not for too- witnessing me fuck up that intro. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right. Um, first question for you I have is, uh, what did you think about the movie? Um, so when it comes to horror movies in general, I like a little bit more... Um, I like it when it's bleak. I like it when it's not all jump scare or gore. And I went into this expecting a lot of torture porn. And I walked out of it thinking that honestly, I know it's from the seventies, but it feels pretty tame compared to some stuff that you can see on the screen nowadays. I understand back then it was probably horrific and I get why you're, why it scares people. But having come into this later in like watching movies, I was like, this is fine. (laughs) In 2021. It's not so scary. in 2021. (laughs) <laughs> now uh uh what did you think of the first hill person mars um that uh reached through the window and grabbed uh, uh grandpa freddy like, uh, when you first him, what was your reaction i thought that was actually a pretty effective jump scare um because it is so extreme for someone to come at someone through a window like it shows that these cannibals are not dealing they're not very reasoned they're not very logical. They're just kind of going to eat these people. Um, and the way they portrayed him with that like big 70s perm, but the really messed up teeth. I'm like, all right, that's a <laughs> yep. weird kind of like inconsistency between it. <laughs> right. Like he has his teeth like sawed off to a point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get you back on later with the round table, and uh, we're gonna bring up Johnny Blaze. Maybe. What's going on? What's up, my man? How you doing? Oh man. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> now, uh, what did you think of the movie overall? Um, well, I said I'd seen the original, or not the original, but the remake first. So I had that to go off of, and I actually didn't know that the remake was a remake until until <laughs> you. So um, actually, I, I liked it. I had to keep around reminding myself uh, that it was set 1977. You know, so uh, but I I still think it was good, man. I, Wes Craven, you know, he's a genius when it comes to horror film so i mean i watched it i i think it was a good watch good watch 
I, I still like the remake a little bit better though, because they they took the gore to that next level, that twenty, that two thousand uh, gore level. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty. But yeah. They, they they're just able to do a little bit more. I got you. I got you. Well, since you already answered my second question, we're gonna move on to Justin Wallace, <laughs> and we're gonna get back to you later. All right. So, all right, buddy. <laughs> what's going on, man? Hey, Justin. What what's going on? Uh, quick question for you. Um, I'm gonna try and do this in my in my terrible Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> a cannibal ate your baby. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> oh, bail. <laughs> bail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did like how each of the Campbells had their own little personalities or traits that they brought to the bad guy team. You know, the one that made the uh, animal noises was pretty cool, or the st- sadistic dad that was pretty awesome. Right, yep, the sadistic dad, yeah, Big Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Terrible uh, person name. Right, now, did you see the remake, the 2006 remake? Uh, I believe, yeah, it's been a while. I think I watched it first, and uh, like Johnny, I didn't know it was a remake till um, about a week ago. So. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, which version did you prefer? Um. I still think this one, I mean, Wes Craven's version is, can't beat it. <laughs> so much better. So much oh, better. It's like Hall of Fame worthy, you know? <laughs> right, right. All right, we're going to bring up uh, Phil Better. We're going to get back to you here in a little bit. Thank you, sir. Hey, what's going on, Phil? I- I'm doing good. You know, I had to change my pants a few times, you know, watching this movie. But, you know, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it made a Canadian not want to camp. Just saying the truth. I'm never right. camping again because of this movie or the remake. <laughs> Either way. Right. Now, uh, you live in a, a depleted area, like <laughs> Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can say I, I live in a depleted area compared to you Americans, if you want. Uh, if someone is stalking you while you're running through the desert and taunting you while you're, while he's doing it, uh, what are you going? Are you going to lead them back to your family? I, I hell no. I'm running <laughs> the fuck away from my family. Because, one, I care about my family enough that I'll sacrifice myself if it can save them. But at the same time, I know my family would do the exact same for me. <laughs> they love me, but they're like, Mm-mm, screw mm-hmm. him, screw him, screw him. They ain't coming for me, so I might as well not save them by running away. Like, Phil would want him, want him, want us to save ourselves. Yeah, I, 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 they know, like, when I'm uh, comatose or, like, you know, sitting on a bed, just pull the plug. Don't don't suffer. I don't want you to suffer. So they know I look out for them, so I'm going to save myself. Now, I don't know if my parents would like that, but if they know there's a cannibal hunting me, they'd be like, thank you for saving thank us. Thank you. <laughs> All right, now, uh, uh, remake or 1977 version? So I have to agree with like everybody so far. The remake was okay, but Wes Craven is a god. So like, yeah, it doesn't have the gore. It doesn't have, you know, what we've come to expect of our horror movies. But as a cinephile, I just, I admire what Wes Craven can do with what he has the ability to do at the time. So he always makes it just that much scarier when you're watching a movie that he's directed, produced, or whatever, if he has his hands into the film, you know you're in for a good time, and uh, he did not. this movie did not disappoint. So I have to go with the original. Always It's always better than the remake. 
And so, yeah, unless you're talking the Snyder Cut, where it's actually way better than the original, but that was la last uh, Friday. This is this weekend. I just loved it. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, sir. Uh, can I get Michael Colby on the screen, please? Hey, what's up, man? Not much. What's going on with you? You know, same old, same old. How'd you think? What'd you think about the movie? Oh, this is like probably the 10th time I've seen this movie. Um, I would like to apologize to uh, Chris, though, because um, one of my things with A Quiet Place was I said, you know, I was letting inconsistencies go. And then one thing happened. And then like all of that came flooding in. I was watching this movie to, uh, over the weekend and I said, well, at least it doesn't have that quiet place, you know, straw that broke the camel's back moment. And right. then it had that moment, but I continued to enjoy it. So, um, <laughs> you're able I to, can, look I, I can see, yeah, I can see where he's coming from with a quiet place. So, all right. Um, well, uh, what was your favorite part and your least favorite part of the movie? Um, my least favorite part was the acting, <laughs> especially the old guy in the um, gas station. He was just horrendous. Like, I couldn't believe a thing that he said. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of preferred the Hill family, like the, the ones who were supposed to be the bad guys. They seemed more almost reasonable than, than the family that came through. So maybe that makes me a bad person, but whatever. Like besides the whole cannibalism thing, they're not so, they're not such. Yeah. Bad they just want to be left alone. <laughs> right? They're not out hunting people. They're just getting people that come through their part of town. <laughs> exactly. So I get it. All right. Thank you, sir. I'm going to get back to you here in a little bit. Can I bring up uh, Zach Wiseman, please? Yo, yo, yo. Last but not least, how are you doing, sir? Great, man. Great. I, I like that you went alphabetical, I think, uh, which reminds me of like high school. So I always like sat in the back because my name was Zach and Wiseman. So it's like, oh, uh, I guess whoever's last back there. Zach, who get up here. <laughs> Is your, just raise your hand, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're pretty much being threatened and harassed by these people. Uh, are you going to sit back and just wait for like, you know, fate to happen? Or are you going to like, draw swords and it's it's go time i i don't know i the, the series of events that got these people here uh and and almost like how michael said i i i don't know which side i was on i'm not a pro carter people uh so i didn't really like them very much obviously <laughs> the hill people i mean they got their faults but you know what they're they're better than the kardashians um <laughs> I, I i guess in that situation I, i'm gonna fight i mean that's it like no one's gonna eat me not not alive so uh i'm gonna fight right right now the part where uh, i don't want to give anything away but that's kind of why we're here uh the part <laughs> where um uh, Big Bob was being, uh, you know, uh, we'll say charbroiled. Yeah. And uh, uh, um, Jupiter is sitting there talking shit to him while he's eating his arm. Um, what what was your first reaction when you saw that? Was it comical or kind of scary? So it, it was comical because of, I guess, 
with with the the special effects we have today we're so used to certain things and we're so used to how things can be done and the way that you can see things so it is cool to like see how the storytelling was done then uh so you kind of got to put yourself in a different state of mind to watch this because you're like look i know that the special effects are not great i i, I got to get into the story they're trying to tell so i was trying to look past the the lack of special effects and like say okay this is a family that's doing this uh although their motivation is always weird i, I guess they just want to eat people right that's it so like even when they're torturing people it's like i'm only doing this because i want to eat you i think so uh right. it, it was it seemed like there's a waste of energy what they're doing most of the time just to eat humans but uh yeah it, it was cool I, all of it was cool the only problem i think i had was like that you know like the, the rape stuff was the only time i was like oh man this is getting kind of weird and obviously there i think the remake kind of pushed in a little bit on that a little a little too, too much yeah. um but it, uh, all in all, I thought this movie was very, very good as far as pacing goes, because the thing about the remake is that they make the rape the horror and they make the people the horror. In this mm -hmm. movie, the anticipation is the horror. It's exactly. the it's the waiting and like the it's the duration and the timing that is going on is kind of the scary thing. So, um, yeah, it, it, there are some funny parts, but all in all, it, it was it was pretty creepy. It, it was a creepy movie. Nice, nice. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, can we can we get the round table, please? <laughs> Let's get everybody in here. Also, real quick, I, I did like that he called himself a cinephil. Uh, I don't know if he's trademarking that or not, but uh, <laughs> I, may, yeah. I may be doing that. Also, I think I it's, to say, it's just Michael, his thing. It's just my thing. I like how Michael just came up into the picture when he came on stream. Like <laughs> he is the evilness of this whole podcast. He's like. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have to very radio that. host of you. Yeah, <laughs> I like to stay away w from the mic when I'm when I'm not talking. Uh, <laughs> I stay out of the room. I stay out of the room until I got to start talking. I lean away from the mic to breathe in. I, I just open the doors. Hey, I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> You're also a cannibal, so it's fine. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm mean, a cannabis. Lover, I, I can't there we go. Abyss, I forgot. Sorry, <laughs> so so close. <laughs> All right, like, everyone, the same, aren't they? Eh, <laughs> no, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, what was everyone's first reaction on Ruby? Because obviously, she doesn't want to be there uh, through the first scene. You get that you don't you, like she doesn't want to be there. So, what was your first reaction with her? We'll we'll start like from left to right, we'll just snake it down. Yeah. Me? Uh oh. Zach. What why would you be first in a snake? You're in the middle. Because I'm the left, I'm to the left of Dan's picture. Go ahead. Oh, that's fair. Well, he can go. Uh I don't know. I mean, obviously, like you're supposed to feel bad for her, but I think when you see her, you're like, that's when the lack of special effects comes in, and you're like, okay, you just have dirt and like a weird wig on. So uh this is kind of weird. But uh, I mean, when, when the movie starts, I thought it was cool because A, is a Criterion Collection movie. So immediately I was like, oh, wait, okay, I'm actually going to pay attention to this. Maybe this is a really good movie. Uh, and <laughs> But when you see her and you get used to what this family is, it's it's pretty uh, jarring, but also kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, this movie... I thought this movie was aggressively 70s, at least in its like fashion. Everybody's got really big hair. The guys are all wearing short shorts. The women are wearing those high jeans and like collared shirts. And even the cannibals, like I mentioned, I think Mars has the almost like a perm. 
Um, and yeah. even um, Jupiter, I said it looks like he should be like frontlining a Dave Matthews cover band. There's a scene. <laughs> there's a scene later on where they're both running. And I'm like, wait a minute, who is that bass player running with them? It's like, <laughs> oh, wait. Um, as far as is Ruby goes, excellent? yeah, right. <laughs> as far as Ruby goes, I was like, I mean, they're they're dressing her up as like the innocent cannibal, and they're having her act the innocent cannibal. She's still got like a bone necklace, so I'm like, is that is that her decision, or did her family kind of like press that into the uniform? Like, does she make it herself, or is it like yeah. you have to wear this, you son of a bitch? You know, I did. I did yeah. notice that there, there was a lot of cool hillbilly fashion going on there. Like there, uh, there was like headdresses, and everyone had things. And I was like, "Who's making this stuff?" Like, I get that you're killing people and eating humans, and sometimes also dogs. But who's making the jewelry? At, at one point, I think it's the mom. The mother cannibal turns around, and she's got a full raccoon pelt pinned to the back of her shirt. And I'm like, "Yep, what a strange place to put that." Even as just like. Decoration. Put it, yeah. Right, it serves no purpose. It's just there. <laughs> I think the mom is making that jewelry and stuff yeah. because she's not doing any <laughs> other thing. She's laying on her ass drinking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hey, isn't that the life, though? Don't we all just want to sit on our ass and drink? Maybe not eat well, and cook. I'd rather smoke, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, smoke, drink, yeah. some vice. I mean, I'd eat a person. I'd eat a person. Yeah. Why not? I, I probably would. Uh, well, then. Um, with in contact. In contact. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not staying at Michael's place anytime soon. That's for sure. I mean, with the right seasoning, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And put a little paprika in there. <laughs> yeah, I All also right. I did I did like that the one lady was like, "Oh, what you don't like dog anymore? You're too good for yeah. dog. <laughs> too good for too dog. Good well, for yeah, dog. I just like this human. Well, of course, I'm better than dog. Jeez. Well, also like it, it's it's pretty clear that you're cooking that stuff aggressively well done. Like actually cook it properly. The dog might be good if you get it to a medium rare or medium. This was before <laughs> sous vide was like in the public knowledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see it now. The hill has eyes. Like the new remake is they're sous Ving everyone. Yeah. <laughs> or they're, they're just running steaks. it. They're, they're just running it across now. the grill pan so that so that it gets cooked perfectly. Yeah. yeah. They're, dre no, they're dredging. You have Gordon Ramsay coming in. What are you, an idiot sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> an idiot sandwich. Get out. Get out. Out of my kitchen. Yes, chef. But uh Dan, I did notice that uh when I was doing a little bit of research, the original title for this movie was called um what, what was it? It was like uh, Blood Relations. Do you think yeah. that would be a better title for this movie? No. No, that's <laughs> terrible. That's yeah. terrible title for this movie. That, mo that name alone changes this movie completely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it goes more like a deliverance feel than uh, you know, a, a proper cannibalistic horror movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, uh, uh, the family was warned repeatedly to go straight to California, get on the main road, and get the fuck to California. But the Carter family is adamant to go to the silver mine that they received for their 25th anniversary, their silver anniversary, or was it the 50th? I don't know. I think, I think it was 20, 25th. I think it's 25th, yeah. 25th, 25th. Uh, If you Considering guys were the Carters, uh, would you continue down your your path to the deserted desert? To Can I say something real quick? Yes. <laughs> you do know that I'm black, right? 
Yes. <laughs> I already know what to say. He's like, I ain't fucking going off this trail. I've seen enough horror movies. Black people die. Yeah. I'm like, I've yeah. seen enough horror movies to know. If someone's telling you not to go somewhere, you don't fucking go there. Dude, at exactly, that point, yeah. I seriously, I might have turned around and just canceled the whole trip when that guy said that. You know what? You know, we just come on. We just go back to the house. <laughs> you would have been California. the smartest person ever in a horror movie then. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around and go home. Yeah. Can, can we noise? just... I'm going the other because way. since we are talking about um, when he warns them not to go to the silver mine, yep. that, whole scene, that whole first scene is just them telling him basically their whole life story. It's just exposition. Yep. Like there is no reason that these people would be telling this old weirdo at the gas station, all of this stuff, like the husband's Mike, got a heart condition. We're here. We're here. Mike, I know. I know <laughs> you're from Ohio. Can you not imagine people from the Midwest being like, Oh yeah, well, you know, we're out of Cleveland. You know, Bob used to be a police officer until his heart started yeah. moving out. That is exactly <laughs> what I've experienced doing Like that. normal banter. Right? Actually, yeah, yeah you know what? Like, yeah, but I'm also from the East Coast, so I wouldn't do it personally, and I do try to avoid people. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, you know you what? You're right. <laughs> You're actually right about that. <laughs> Look, I'm a Canadian. I, am I the only Canadian on this podcast? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm a, nationally, so yeah. for good reason. <laughs> for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to take that, uh, but okay. Um, Me neither. <laughs> but as a Canadian, we're like the nicest people in the world. And I've been to the small town Canadian places, like small Canadian towns. We don't, we don't offer up our life story. You don't hear Jan come in and telling you. So yeah, so Bill, my husband, you know, he was a nice person until you know he had a heart condition and we stopped. No, we don't do that. We're like, can we have a McDonald's fries, please? Thank you. <laughs> and we want to get the fuck out because we know small towns are strange. So we don't want to give them any more information, you know, because we all come from a small town. So we know how strange people are up here in Canada. Yeah, and, and make stuff. make sure you put gravy and cheese curds on those fries as well. Hey, yeah, yeah. Sid is a national delicacy. If you haven't absolutely, had them I'm I'm not making fun of it. That's one of my favorite things to eat. <laughs> you have to have the yeah. squeaky cheese though. Squeaky cheese. Is that yeah. is that like the spray cheese stuff? That you no, no. God, no. Mm, cheese curds. Cheese curds. Oh, cheese curds. Okay. Uh -oh. If it doesn't squeak when you eat the putsin, it's not a proper putsin. <laughs> right. okay. And you're all looking at me like, what the hell is he speaking? No. <laughs> Speak French. Speak right. Canadian. That's the problem. Most fries, they're just a little too dry. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys now uh right before doug and bob split up after they run off the road or scared off by the jet or uh ran off by the, the road by the hair because you do see a hair in the middle of the road when they run off and he kind of swerves to miss it and i don't know if it's the jet or the hair that scares him or if it was a trap but uh <laughs> listen I, I i drive and i don't give a fuck <laughs> unless it's a moose or a deer that shit's getting run over it's not my problem if a small critter decides to run onto the road i'm sorry mooses and deers are the only thing that scares me on the road i'm gonna run you over if you're not a moose or a deer the the best driving advice my dad ever gave was never risk your life or the people in the car's life for another animal which does include not hitting deer and moose but 
Yeah, I'm with you. That rabbit, like, I'm not driving into a ditch with my trailer for that thing. No. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if I see a moose in the middle of the road, I'm swerving because those things are big. It's like hitting a moose. Absolutely. Moose and deer, you don't fuck with, man. I've seen the accidents, okay, like live, like driven by it, and you see the moose, like, literally crushed the whole hood Mm -hmm. and the top of the car. Okay. And still run off. Yeah, and they get up and they're like, fuck you, man. And they just walk off and you're like, that's a badass <laughs> motherfucker. That is a badass motherfucker. You don't mess with the, those mooses up here in Canada or polar bears. Any bear, really. Moose. But deer deer kill you, man. Like, deer will just go right through your car when you hit it. So yeah, deer those... is the only thing I will swerve. And mooses, I will just stop and wait for him to cross the road. Because I ain't fucking with them. <laughs> those people had no idea how to drive with a trailer hooked up to the back of their car. Because, no, no, it was their had, first time uh, driving. It, was the it first had to have been the first time they ever drove that trailer anywhere. Like with a station wagon, obviously, too, on a dirt road. Yeah, That's ridiculous. Insane. All right. Uh, obviously, um, the hill people survive by jacking and eating travelers. But why do you think they're um, playing with your food? Kind of. Because that's the only entertainment they have. Yeah. It's the only entertainment they have. They play with their food, you know? Like, you're a three-year-old, you play with your food. They're cannibals. They have no. They live out in the silver mines of wherever, and uh, they decide, hey, uh, the only entertainment we have other than, you know, incest is playing with our food. Yeah, they, <laughs> do, they do play up the fact that they're uneducated, you know, just because everything is just so weird and fun to them like even if it's messed up so you know that that the the dad i don't remember any of their names but um the dad guy um big bob big big bob you know he taught them everything they know so they're they're basically just big strong children at this point what is what is everyone's thoughts on big bob love or hate him he's an idiot Wait, the, racist. Yeah, the dad, yeah, ha- hardcore racist needs to die. Yeah, <laughs> that hard N-word, I was not expecting that. I did not remember that, yeah. and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it reminded yeah. me that this takes place in, and was made in the 70s, yeah. which is a little looser with that kind of, like, outright display of how racist these characters are. Yeah, right. It made me. It made me. I've never been pro cannibals so fast <laughs> until that guy was loading a gun. It was like blah 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 n word. I'm like, all right, you know, honestly, get out of here, Bob. You gotta go. Yeah. If Bob loses his legs or anything. It's okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Team cannibal all the way. That's all I gotta say after that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right, right. For sure. I think we're. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. 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 It's interesting right. that the cannibals are better developed than the family as far as like characters go. You kind of know mm-hmm. what they want and you kind of know where they come from. And the family is right. just kind of like this annoying group of Midwest yuppies who yeah, are the only thing the only thing you know about them is what they told to the guy at the gas station. Yeah, that's yeah all exactly. You get. Yeah. Also, they they do allude to them being kind of a nasty family throughout the whole thing. There was a part where they were talking about the dogs, and the mom looked at the one son who also has a all the people named. All right, are all the white non-hill people named B words? It's like Ethel, Billy, Bobby, uh, Ethel. Yeah, but you got Bob, Bobby, and you got uh, Brenda. Uh, Brenda, Brenda. Even the dogs are the whole beauty the family and is. And, 
Yeah. But everybody who married into the family are not B names. Oh yeah. So anyway, the mom yep. looks at this mom looks at the son and was like, Hey, remember when uh remember when Beast killed that poodle? And they just laughed about it, like, yeah. hey, what is this family? <laughs> who are these people? What what's happening here? At, at that wait. point, I wrote down Welcome to the amoral 70s. Yeah. <laughs> the amoral 70s, right? Yeah, they were all pissed off because uh, Bob was all mad because he had to pay vet bills for a dead poodle. Yeah. I think they wanted you. I think Wes Craven wanted you to be sympathetic to the cannibals because, one, the, the cannibals took out the racist, which everybody can agree is a good thing. Um, right. Hello, Fred. What's up, Fred? Hi, Fred. Um, but I think I think that's why they gave you this little exposition at the beginning with the crazy uh, crazy gas station attendant. You know, when they first met up with him, I think that you're like, oh, okay, because they're not giving you anything else. They're not telling you anything about their backstory, so you don't. You're like, oh, okay, this looks like a sweet family from the, you know the Midwest, and then all of a sudden you're like, nah, fuck them, cannibal team, cannibal all the way, yeah. all the way, and that's fine. Like, it's fine to not know them, but then three of them survived this whole movie. And if, yep. it, you know, if you ask me, that's too, too many. Like, <laughs> like if you're going to make this horrible family and give them no backstory, one of them should have lived through it. And that's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you guys, uh, are we, do you guys prefer, were you rooting for the cannibal team or the carters but i kind of already got my answer to that question i think the yeah, most I of mean, us were yeah. rooting for the cannibal if, if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't for the rape stuff i'd be like yeah the cannibals are they got a raw deal here <laughs> uh but yeah <laughs> once like once like the rape stuff kind of popped into it it's like i don't really care i, I mean the race has got to go but also the hill <laughs> people can go uh <laughs> i don't really know it was so weird because the one guy like you know i don't want to jump ahead but the one guy gets stabbed in the thigh which i think is like a mortal wound it can and then, be and it then three be, minutes yeah. later he is, yeah. he is long distance running uphill <laughs> like chasing yeah. people like jumping around <laughs> stuff so like it, i i don't like i guess they also have superpowers or whatever uh, it's the 70s it's the coke it's the cocaine it's a nuclear it's testing ground so they might be mutants in addition to cannibals that's true. yeah, yeah that's true. Kind of, in the description it kind of describes them as mutants not like really cannibals but mutant cannibals kind of yeah yeah this is X Men origin. I expected more like <laughs> Marvel bringing them in, <laughs> right? <laughs> I expected more, more like mutants, like the Descent, like those weird cave oh, troglodytes. I expected something more like that, but these are just like they're straight up just people. They have walkie talkies yeah. and they yeah. communicate yeah. in almost unbroken English. Yeah, the right. original and story was supposed to be. Uh, they wrote it when Wes Craven wrote this. He wrote this to be set in 1994 and to be set in the forest run by yep. children. So the original story was a bunch of just wood kids uh, taking over families. But I think he moved it to this for budgeting reasons. And also, he got a whole bunch of uh, equipment from a porn studio. So a lot of the stuff <laughs> came from like a, a, a porn studio, like all the equipment. Even the mustaches. If they were original style with the kids, that would have been creepier. Yeah, right. I agree. Kids are always creepy, right, Justin? Kids are creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a, you got a mood of them, so yeah. Can't confirm. <laughs> Can't confirm. <laughs> yeah, if it was kids in the woods, it would have been like, mm, mm, no, nope. even creepier. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer kids are you're definitely creepy. Like the Children of the Corn, that was that was a fucked up movie. All of them, every single one of them. 
You know, what works for me is you just kick them and run. That's one one. Kid kicking one on one. I'm on team Justin when the the kids start killing people. <laughs> when it, <laughs> his lead, just letting you know. To when it comes to advice about dealing life. with children, I do trust Justin. Yeah. <laughs> right. He probably knows yeah. how to throw them too. You know, get that good distance for the Olympic yeah. records. It's yeah, like, yeah, just starting that Justin's day, like, daycare. Yeah, he's got like the hillbilly version of 300. He just kicks out all the all the ugly kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you What did you guys think about when the when um, Beauty was found gutted by Bobby? So, fun, fun fact: uh, that actually is a real dog. They bought a dead dog from a police station and yep. they cut it up and threw its guts everywhere. Uh, wow. So, uh, a they they wanted that to be as gory as possible. But uh, B, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. That that's what sets up a lot of things. Like, okay, you kill an animal that people like, and they killed beauty which you know the, the the more comforting of the two animals but right. th they're making they're making a point right then that we have to be against the hill people because of this reason if you kill the animal they got to go so that that was that was the push i think you know yeah, yeah they, they lost go ahead justin sorry oh, I oh, no, it was me it was me oh. go ahead bro <laughs> oh uh I don't know. I, there's so many voices. Um, yeah, no. Killing a dog, killing a child, you know, right near the beginning or like to cement the evilness of the other people, just like in a quiet place where the, the monsters killed the, the kid right off the bat, even though it, it was the dad's fault. Um, killing a dog, like everybody's rooting for the dog. Like no one wants to see a dog die. Cat they're assholes, so it's okay every once in a while to see a cat disagree. die. <laughs> look, I, yeah, I also disagree. Look, I, I don't rather see a dog die than a cat. Wow. Oh. Yes. Again, <laughs> proving that me and Michael will never be friends. <laughs> the cracks are starting to appear already. Yeah, this podcast is going downhill. It's only the third episode. Yeah, move me away. Episode. I don't like being right next to Phil. I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Our producer saves the day. Thank you. Keep us away from each other. Uh, but no, yeah. Uh, killing, a, uh, killing an innocent creature, if you will, that hasn't done anything wrong really early in the movie is the... Uh, is the is the way to cement the evils of the uh, antagonist, if you will. Mm -hmm. Also, it's classic, you know, like that. How do you how do you make someone evil? Have them kill a an innocent animal. Kill a puppy. Kill a puppy. Yeah, just kill a puppy. <laughs> kill a baby kitty. You know, or I kill think, a child. I think we've secured the fact that this podcast is in approval of innocent death. Yes, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine Kids, with it. Kids, animals, babies, whatever. <laughs> if you're going to make a movie scary and you want you you want the, the villain to seem evil, just kill an innocent. That's all yeah, they, they do. Yeah, they should have killed 10. that baby. Under ten, anything any child under ten, okay to kill. Anything over ten, you don't care about. And a dog, <laughs> cat, you know, innocent animal, you know, unless it's for hunting, you know, for food, like you know, a deer or something. <laughs> um but yeah that's that's pretty much it like i'm uh, that's how you cement villains now uh when um when big bob and doug decide to split ways and try to look for help and big bob runs into uh uh grandpa fred at at the gas station again and basically grandpa fred scares the shit out of him tries to shoot at him and then grandpa fred tries to hang himself in which he is later on saved by Big Bob. <laughs> and then he goes on to uh, 
and then uh, Grandpa Fred goes on with this whole monologue about how the Hills Have Eyes people are, you know, his family. Uh, what when? What did you guys think about that turning point into into the storyline? I I think it highlights how simple this story is. Really, like it's family stops at a place, family goes into the remote desert. They get stuck, so one of them goes back to the last person they talked to, who effectively spills the beans where it's like, hey, my kid was a freak. He, I left him in the desert to die, and now he is an amoral hillbilly cannibal. Uh, good luck. And then the rest of the movie deep, kind of runs off of that premise. Yeah. So it's interesting to see this deal with such a really kind of simple storyline based on that. That's kind of the last bit of story injection we have before the horror starts. Exactly yeah. before like yeah when I'm sorry go ahead and this was this was the first time I saw like the big the big straw um, I'm gonna say is when he goes into the gas station and gets shot at and scared the shit out of we've established that this man has a heart condition and he just like <laughs> shoots back he's got nerves of steel like. This is where this is where those cracks are starting to show. He is a retired police officer, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but if like, you have yeah, a, heart a retired police in, from seventies Cleveland condition. Yeah, yeah. If you have a heart condition, like someone shoots at you, you're not expecting it. Your heart's going to jump at least to like two hundred beats a second, like, yeah. and that's going to like. What is your heart condition? Like, is it? Oh, I just have an extra heart. Like, is that the condition you have? Like a, like a little murmur, like wh what's going on? I have a heart condition. Yeah, it, it was weird watching Bob walk into David Carradine in an exposition dump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, is he? Okay, this is weird. He's like, hey, let me tell you about my family real fast. Whoa, shooting everywhere. Uh, very weird. <laughs> I just want to point out something. I'm on the Hills Have Eyes, you know, their IMDb page, and the tagline for it was, a nice American family. They didn't want to kill, but they didn't want to die. This was not a nice family at all. <laughs> no. Maybe in the 70s they were? Right. I don't know. Even though they dropped the, the N-word, and I'm pretty sure even, like, nice people in the 70s didn't just randomly, like, you know, drop the N-word. Um, but... Who knows? You know, we all have those racist older people in our family. Uh -huh. You know, that right. takes some time. You know, like Michael's our old racist person on this podcast. He's not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How do you know like, that logline isn't you. about the cannibals? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what I thought. Of, you that's call what I thought me a cannibal all you want, but don't call me a racist. You're not a racist. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> You're just our old person on the podcast. That's fine. Zach's <laughs> older than I am, though. <laughs> not visually. <laughs> Not, not visually, <laughs> but in years. Not visually. <laughs> uh, that's great. Now, uh, after after Big Bob leaves the whole cabin, he's being stalked by uh, what we believe is is Mars. No, Jupiter. Uh, Jupiter yep. is stalking him, one of the hill people, and uh, he's then soon caught and basically crucified to this uh, post and then later blown up in the movie. Now, when he gets blown up in the movie, it kind of draws attention away from the the camper to draw the family to something else. While one of the one of the people are in one of the Hills of Eyes people, uh, Pluto is inside. Now, when 
did you have that moment where you're just like, don't go to the explosion, don't go to the explosion, don't go to the explosion, and they went to the explosion anyways? <laughs> where you're just yelling at the TV and you're not like, don't, don't do it, I, don't do it. I generally yell at a TV when they're doing something stupid <laughs> in a horror movie. Yeah. Like, like it's as if every horror movie, the people in the horror movie have never seen a horror movie in their life. Like the number one rule of horror movies, if I ever in a scary situation is, if there's a loud noise, go the opposite way. If there's a big explosion, get in your car and leave. Like rule rule number one, you know, don't play yeah. with books that have, are made out of human skin because that's only bad news, you know. And never go towards the light because that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the problem with that movie has is that it's oh, you're pretty much 45 years old, so you have 45 years of other movies copying these tropes. So you, you know, then when there's the explosion, blah blah blah. I I thought the thing that was more funny is watching all these people fake trip while running. Uh, like watching the sun try to like run and turn and fake trip like four times was the coolest thing to me. But yeah, they, they follow every single one of those tropes where you're like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? So, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. This movie's full of weird tropes that just gets redone over and over again. I have to yeah. agree with Aaron here. Like at one, how, if these hillbillies didn't have any education or anything, how the hell did they know the planets or Greek gods or whatever? Like, wouldn't the names be like, you know, or well, he was, I mean, the dad, the dad, it did say he was what, eight, 10 when he sent him out into the desert to yeah, die. Yeah. So he had some yeah. sort of education. Like he would have yeah. known the planets by that time. We, That's probably all he, he knew, okay. you know, we also don't have any backstory on mama. Like we know, kind of like who she was, but we don't know where she came from, how she got there, where she was before that. Right. Yeah. Well, he said he said earlier that like maybe he 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 picked up a whore that nobody was gonna miss technically, so he right. probably kidnapped some chick that was you know a homeless chick or something like that, and they kidnapped Mama Jupiter. <laughs> probably why she was that, drinking all her life. Right. Yeah. Now I was. Yeah. This is this was where. Um, the rest of the thing with with the dad with Big Bob came into play. Like with his heart condition, he's getting nailed up to a tree and then literally exploded, and he's on fire and still alive. Like that <laughs> heart condition. Why, <laughs> yeah, why did they have like why did they put the heart condition in if they weren't going to do anything with it? It's it's a tool to generate tension, Michael. <laughs> Uh, no, um, they needed a way for someone to get kidnapped, and I think it's probably easier for the audience to go, oh, if he doesn't just get tired and fall down, but if he has yep. a pre-established reason for why all this physical exertion is causing him to like drop his defense. Or if they had these giant guys who lived in the woods... It, wouldn't it have been better for him to be healthy and these guys were scary because they were big and strong and could have taken them by himself? It's it's the the out, they but... don't trust the audience. That's all it is. Back in the old right. times, like the old horror movies, they don't trust the audience to be smart enough. Nowadays, the we get pissed off when we watch a movie and we're like, that was stupid. That do they not trust us to know the difference between certain things? Like, like we've seen all these movie tropes, and because we have a writer, Dylan, here who likes to use fancy freaking words, 
$10 words, $5 words, you know. Um, I, I paid for four years to learn those words. So. <laughs> That's why you're, you're getting your money's worth. Really, he I'm paid the at least He paid at least $10 for every one of those words. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> he has a dictionary. I'm pretty sure he has like eight dictionaries somewhere in his house. Um, you can't but- see the tabs I have open. <laughs> it's just a story. <laughs> It's a thesaurus. Sorry, not a dictionary. Thesaurus. I apologize. See, that's why I didn't go to college, um, <laughs> even though it's kind of free here uh, in Canada. Uh, but yeah, it's it's them not trusting the audience to know better because they're like, oh, he if he has a heart condition, he can't do as much. But they never use the heart condition to do anything. You know, it's just exposition at this point it's just like okay so we know that he's going to get tired that's all it is but they don't tell you what the heart condition is like nowadays you hear yeah he's had 13 heart attacks in his life then we know like this guy's going to die because of a heart attack and the minute someone jump scares him he's like (laughs) but in this he has a heart condition yeah he had a murmur and that's why he's off the force he has an extra heart he's a time lord yeah, he's a time right. lord, you know. They don't like that on the police force because then, you know, you live forever. Uh, but yeah, it, it, nowadays the audience is smarter because we've seen all these tropes. We've had these, you know, massive movies making, like we have Cabin in the Woods, which pretty much makes fun of all the horror tropes while bring while reinventing the horror tropes on itself, you know, and making fun of the horror tropes. So that, that's all it is. Right. Oh shit! Now I want to watch Cabin in the Woods again. How? I, I'm sorry. It's an amazing movie. And when it's, I saw the uh, when they did the gas station scene, it just flashes to the the uh, Cabin in the Woods scene where they they're like they're, they they get this weird creepy thing, and then he just calls into the HQ and he's like, "The eagle has left." The and, again, and all you hear is the guy going, "How stupid is this guy? Like, really? We don't need this. Just say they left." <laughs> you know, that, that act, the, the actor, the employee is really going into his, he's watched the Hillsides eyes like one too many times, you know, and just like embodied that character because he's like, that's, that's what I'm basing my character off. <laughs> like, uh, when, um, when the baby was taken at that, at that point, like, what did you guys think about when, uh, the baby was actually taken and then, uh, Doug just kind of like runs after him willy-nilly not really putting an effort towards running after after his child um uh justin as a as a father would you at least you know dead sprint maybe oh, yeah. 20 yards <laughs> well yeah i mean that's about all i got in me but for sure <laughs> <laughs> that extra extra one yard you know yeah here we go with the bad dads again <laughs> yep. this, is a, yeah. this is also a bad dad yep nor bad dad he did. He did leave his baby like on the cliffside too, while he went and fought the other guy. Yeah. Like the baby just sitting on the side of a mountain by itself. I'm surprised the baby didn't just decide to roll off. You know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. Ah! <laughs> two two <laughs> things about that. Number one, I love the fact that even though it's an infant, it's like six months old, he's running over like uh, boulders and jumping and calling this baby's name, and he's like. Yep. Caitlin, or whatever this baby's name is, whatever stupid name it is, but like th- this baby is not gonna, whatever. I don't want what to be uh, first but, random white baby name he could think of, <laughs> like Rachel, or whatever Uh-oh. stupid name. Uh, but the second one, I always like when the son Billy, every time he comes across another dead body, he doesn't take it as though he's upset. He's like, Oh my god, I gotta clean this shit up. Like every time, <laughs> like even when his mom dies, he's like. Oh God, I got I got so much work to do here. 
He was raised by Big Bob. I don't think he's very good at expressing his emotions. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fake crying when they're putting her in that in that chair as yeah. Well. yeah. Is it's like like some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Brenda, yeah, like, I, I can't do. Oh, awkward pause. <laughs> oh no, no, I was. Brenda has that. It's that old school '70s style of horror screaming where it blows the mic out, and they're just going for it. It's like it's like they're theatrically too. It's like they're theatrically trained, yeah, and they're playing for the back audience when they don't realize that they're just you know they got a camera right there. <laughs> yeah, the one scene where he where he thinks he's talking to the Air Force and she's crying because the mom literally just died. And he's like, can you please keep it down back there? I'm on the phone with the Air Force. <laughs> you can tell she's he's never been in a situation where he needs to keep someone calm. It's usually the mom who yep. <laughs> takes care of everything. And Big Bob is like, God damn it, child. I'm going to whoop your ass if you don't shut yeah. up. We got Big Bob I, in the corner with the belt, and you got Mom over there doing the dishes, going, "It's okay, honey." <laughs> well, that's the seventies. I, I I think they were yep, also seventies to a T. They were playing on the trope of the uh, the seventies family as well. You know, the husband doesn't have to do anything; he's yep. just the protector of the family, and the mom takes care of all the messy, you know, shit in the life. <laughs> Now uh the baby's gone and we we and they're back at the like the cave we'll call it a cave I guess it's the hill people home um oh, and uh before that happens Mercury's talking about eating the toes off of the baby and telling a funny joke now we don't know what this joke is but using your creativity what do you think the joke is <laughs> I, I want to say that it's it's uh, this little piggy went to market, but <laughs> it's more like this cannibal ate this toe and this cannibal ate Johnny and this cannibal ate your mommy and then oh, just rips yeah. off delicacy, you know. I want to I want to think it's like a, a cannibal version of this little piggy with the toes. That's what I'm hoping and that's what I thought during it, but still, it's probably not as funny as more creepy as fuck. Yeah, I was thinking that they were just fondly remembering the last time they got their hands on a baby and they were and how delicious its toes were. <laughs> like in all fairness, the worst part of the human body to eat is probably a toe. Like there's there can't be anything on a toe, even a baby toe that like I would eat a baby heel or even like a foot. Like why if you're uh, just wanting like a snack, why would you bite a toe off? Oh, it's a Canadian got Canadian Phil, please answer this question. No, I want to know. No, no, I have no way to know how good baby toes are, but I would like to know, Zach, how you specifically know that baby toes don't taste good. That's my question. You specifically what? said baby toes or toes are are not good at all. Yeah. I come from a place that actually takes shots with a toe in it. Well, up north in the crazier parts of Canada. Um, yeah, do you what? have a foot fetish? Are you telling us you have a foot fetish and you no. specifically have eaten toes? I have I have the exact opposite. I have an anti-foot fetish. I don't want to eat toes. For some reason, like, okay, you know when you're eating pistachios and you get that one that's like black pistachio and it like crumbles and you're like, I don't want to ever eat this thing ever again. I feel like the toe is the black pistachio to the human body. Like when you eat that, yo, maybe I just don't like humans anymore because this toe is disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. Um, I think there's a little bit also, other disgusting parts of the human body, but if you want to go with the toes, 
Sure, we'll go with the toes. No, when it comes to baby, I'll eat almost any part except the toe. I, I, that, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, uh, but also, shrimp. but also, uh, keep we're it. learning a lot about Zach tonight, ladies no. and gentlemen. <laughs> no, you're not learning anything about me. You don't, I don't eat toes. That's all you learn. But also, eat a baby. Keep in mind that these people are very, very hungry for something. Although they have a pig in their cave. Where'd that pig yes. come from? It's a pet. The back of the truck. <laughs> oh yeah. You'll eat- yeah, they had it at the beginning of the movie, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're it doesn't seem like they're that like desperate for food. No. <laughs> okay, once, they start, once they start walking, they toughen up and it is all over. Yeah, that's fair. We're not gonna get a toddler coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, I say I'm gonna call a vote to say we stop talking about baby toes. Yeah. <laughs> baby toes. Okay, here's a fun fact about this movie, though. Uh, in the original script, the baby was supposed to die, and there was supposed to be a pretty weird scene where they like dispose of this baby. And the crew yeah. got together and said, "If if this is the scene, we're all out of here." So they made John Car, they made Wes Craven rewrite the ending of the scene to save the baby. So at least there's good people making this film. Well, in the, I there's, there's an interview with Wes Craven about the movie, and he said that he was also like uncomfortable doing it, but he was willing to do it if the cast was okay with it. And then that's when the cast was, was like, "Fuck his you!" Ass. He was Fuck covering you. his ass. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. all in a way. We all know Wes Craven is a twisted motherfucker, a genius, True. but twisted as fuck. So he was just kind of saving his life. He was trying to pull a David Dobrik. You know, just trying to smooth shit over with legalese. You know, you know, I, I was I was offended by it, but I wrote it. Um, but I knew the cast may have not have been again for it, so I just wanted to go with what they wanted. You know, I wasn't really a fan of it when I wrote it. If you wrote the motherfucking thing, why did you put it into the movie? That's all <laughs> I have to ask. I would have put it into the movie. It was like back then, not especially. Surprising. As, like back then, especially, you know, that's that's how you make a horror movie is you kill that baby. Like, it's a baby actor in a movie. Like, just it's fine. Just, yeah. you know, make a little wrap a little piece of steak up in in a in a blanket and you know have the dad eat the face or something like right or at least tell me what you want to do with this baby because at first it's like they're not gonna touch this baby right and then it went to oh they're gonna eat this baby then it was yeah. like is this the sacrifice thing like what they just want to kill this baby now i i didn't understand what they wanted the baby for so uh because at one point they're like uh, uh kill the baby like okay it is it like now, now are you just getting back at this family for some reason uh, I, yeah, I didn't understand what they wanted the baby for. Well, once once uh, um, Mercury, they found out Mercury was, I think it was Mercury that was killed. Once they found out, uh, no, actually, when Pluto got his Achilles like ripped off by the uh, by the beast, that's when he got on the radio and said, "Kill the baby." So I think it was oh. like a thing of revenge, an act also, of revenge good, or something. Good point. Who taught this dog how to stalk humans and like murder people like that? That, that dog was crazy. That dog was clearly not fixed. You can see that. Oh, baby. What? We're all watching a movie and Dylan's looking at dog balls. There's a shot where it's talking about eating babies, okay? I'm fine with Dylan looking at dog balls. No, this movie is about cannibalism. It makes sense to talk about eating babies. This movie's not about dog balls. And Dylan's like, look at the size of the balls on this thing. This is a good dog. You know what he gets, ladies. They actually made a point in the movie to say this dog was a stud, which was very weird. 
Yep, it's a big season. They were trying yeah. to, you know, show um, foreshadowing that he was going to take the take the Achilles tendon or fuck up some cannibals. I think they were trying to get people invested in the animal. But again, you, we don't know what this dog is. Is it a former police dog? Like they give us nothing on the dog. It's just a dog. Yeah, they they yeah, give a, a lot of dog. they give a lot of specific details that never pay out. For yeah. like for anything for like almost all of the characters. Now uh, when uh when uh night turns into day and uh the Carter family decides they're gonna they're gonna fight back or Brenda the uh, atomic screamer gets a bright yeah. idea and uh, decides to make a lasso with the with the cable wire and they start and they start last and they reel in the guy with uh, the grandmother sitting in the chair like I don't know like a fresh meal. Kind of type thing, and uh, my my question is with the lasso. Now I've I'm not from Texas. I I don't ride horses. I don't break horses. But I'm I'm considered a city person. I've never tied a lasso in my life, and I've never thrown a lasso. I want to know how they did it when they were how fighting. Tie a lasso? No, like how yeah. how did this person who apparently is just like from the city can throw the lasso <laughs> so well? To catch people. Well, well it, I am projected. It was planted in the dirt. No, they didn't throw it. They didn't <laughs> yeah, throw it. It was, it was, it was in the dirt. They buried it. Yeah. And then when I uh, thought it was kind of cool, although I, I was wondering, I was like, I guess they just think this guy's gonna come up to this old woman and and what do what start eating her? Like I didn't know what they were thinking was gonna happen, but I'm right. glad that part worked. I was like, oh cool, shred this dude. That's gonna be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then they they are uh, then they they hit the gas and the, the lasso tightens and they drag them all the way up, almost all the way up to the camper before the station wagon station wagon piece of shit runs out of gas for some reason. I don't know how it they, ran out they, of gas. Well, they siphoned the gas out earlier. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yep, you're right. You're right. Yep. I remember when they were doing it, I was like, I wonder why they're doing this. What do they need gas for? But then later it came back. Right, so they, they can't leave, obviously. <laughs> it's not. Well, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Who, do you, who do you think is the real hero in the hero, real heroes in this story? Beast, the dog, on one hand, or the rest of the family? The dog. Whoever the dog. killed Bob. <laughs> no it's uh what, what's her name ruby i think that she she ruby? uh yeah i feel like that she's the one who at the end of it she had no ill will she had nothing bad uh that she was trying to do she was stolen and uh mistreated she was chained up and then let go and save the baby at the end if there yeah. is a hero uh it would be ruby also, yeah, when the one guy, right. when the one guy's being chased, uh, when Doug's being chased and he has that knife and he's running around like Rattlesnake Alley, why does he hide the knife in like that secret spot to never go back to that? What was that about? Poor planning. Because like, yeah, keep, planning. Keep, yeah. keep the knife, dude. Keep the knife. You're about to fight this guy. Well, he did have the knife when he jumped on top of him and stabbed him at the end. I thought that yeah. was uh, no, that was her knife. Yeah. Oh, that was or the knife. knife that, okay, yeah. It was the knife that he came with. It was the knife that the, the uh, shark, shark teeth came with. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe hmm. like I don't know. Stashed. I don't. I, I, yeah, no whatever. fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was, I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was the stupid yeah. part. I have no it's clue. A, it's another thing that that they set up and never did anything with. Yeah. Right. And then I just want to give a big part. shout out to Aaron for all the funny comments. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. That's, Sorry, we're not that's one of my friends, man. I can hear this. I can hear all these comments out loud. It's even funnier. <laughs> if, if you're yeah. listening to this in the podcast, you're missing out on the premiere experience of seeing these comments on screen. So you should really watch the live streams. That's yeah, true. Aaron, Aaron is funnier than anything Justin said. So I'm glad that Aaron's here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, uh, the, the rattlesnake part where the really uh, Ruby takes the rattlesnake and basically like makes makes the rattlesnake bite her brother. <laughs> um, realistic or not realistic? Are you gonna grab a is, is that rattlesnake and it's gonna bite and then slither away? Or I mean, is it just keep attacking, she, she had good technique with grabbing it, yeah. She, she did had- it right, like she looked like a like an actual snake handler when she from the stick. Yeah. She placed it there to secure the head where she was holding the head. She looked like she was actually like that's what she did in real life or something. Yeah, okay. she knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel like she's probably done it before. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If you're a desert person, you're gonna have rattlesnakes, you're gonna have snakes, so you everybody needs to know how to handle the snakes. So I'm pretty sure she, it's not her first time, you know, wrangling a snake to bite people or get their poison for their darts or something you know so i'm pretty sure it's she's done it a few times all right completely yeah and uh now the ending of the movie it's is basically it's it's dug on top of uh mars the stabbing the living shit out of him and then it fades to red now there is an extended or a different an an alternative ending to this movie where (laughs) all these people were (laughs) dug and uh, and Bobby and Brenda and the Beast all and the baby all reunite at the campsite and one jolly victory celebration, somewhat or another. Now, are you happy with the way it ended now, or would you do you think the alternative ending should have happened? So I watched I watched both endings. Uh, I watched the okay. the uh, the one that was there first, where it just cuts uh, a hard cut, and you're like, "Wait, what's what's happening here?" It's um, over. And then cre- yep. and then credits roll. And then I went and I found the other one. <clears throat> and I will say that I prefer the ending where it just cuts to the like the the collaboration at the end. It seemed forced and weird, and it kind of took you out of the story completely. Um, I like the hard cut because you're like. Well, what's going to happen? <laughs> so I, I prefer that one. I yeah, oh, go for it, Michael. Um, there was still uh the mother and Ruby still alive. Um, so yeah, and you didn't see where the baby was, you didn't see where any of the people, you know, they were still out in the desert stranded. So yeah, I, I prefer not knowing what what happened to anybody it leaves a sequel it leaves the potential mm-hmm. for you know the hills have eyes too and all that and during the 70s that's what, what they were doing because they know that that that's how you make money you just pump out those you know hard sequels to these horror well, movies the the yeah, hills have ears i think i i think i disagree i don't think that this was set up to be like a sequel or a cliffhanger i think this honestly was a director's note to make the to make the viewer not know what's going to happen like there is still people out there there is still danger out there they have no way of leaving they're still stuck in the middle of the desert they don't have a car they don't have a lot of things so i, right. I think that it was intentional for you to say like mm-hmm. you know what honestly i never want to go to the fucking desert there's no reason for me to be ever be in a desert <laughs> whether whether it continues or not the last image you're left with is of this guy who was relatively gentle through the movie viciously stabbing another human being multiple times in the chest repeatedly and it ends on his grimace 
So regardless of whether you think it continues or not, if they have a reunion with the family, if they get out of the desert, the last thing we see as a viewer is this inhuman violence against another person who also committed acts of violence against them. And that leaves you feeling uneasy as opposed to Zach saw the opposite ending where there's this happy family reunion, which at least in my opinion, feels like a really weak ending to a horror movie. I like agree. the family get together and be like, yay, we won. Yeah, because in the, ori- <laughs> yeah, in, the, in the original ending, I was like, whoa, is Doug b- going to become Mars now? Like, is he going to start like this cave family thing? So I, I, I was really, I was really disliking the other ending. Yes, Aaron, Burning Man is awesome. I would, I've never been, but I'd rather, I'd, I'd want to. <laughs> the only reason I would go and travel to the desert is because of Burning Man. Um, yes. <laughs> But I know how, like, as long as we're not burning a man, you know, we're, we're burning an effigy of a man. I'm okay with that. Oh, I love Wicker Man. As a Canadian, wouldn't the desert heat, like, set you on fire, though? No, funny <laughs> enough, it won't. Just melt? It'll just melt me. <laughs> I'll just melt. Like that's why I have to wear a with a snow you know? Oh, I thought that's what the Burning Man was. They just brought a Canadian out to the desert. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's another thing that we don't talk about. <laughs> we don't talk about that uh, that event. <laughs> They're like All the right, weirdest guys. vampires ever. <laughs> we are. Have you not seen Thirty Days of Night? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, uh, now, now that we've all talked about this movie, let's let's do the reels. Um, Zach, starting off with you, since you're the first one I looked at, uh, what <laughs> reels out of ten do you do you give this movie? Uh, so if if I were to give it before watching it, uh, I know I said I was going to bring five and and not even use them all, but I'm going to have to say that after watching it again, the 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 pacing that it was and and the style of storytelling, I'm going to have to raise it a little bit. So I'm going to say six and a half reels out of ten. Six and a half, not bad. Dylan, how about you? You know, it's a functional horror movie, and I appreciate it from like a craft point of view that it's effectively one guy and his crew in the middle of the desert doing this entire thing by themselves. I like my horror to be a little more exis- like really existential and kind of, I like supernatural horror more. Um, I'm giving this a six. It's solid. Um, but I feel like it was pretty tame, even though it was kind of bleak, which I like. But I went in expecting more. Um, so I'm just going to give it a straight across the board. Six, six. Okay. Okay. Uh, feel better. How about you, buddy? Help so, me out here. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you out. No worries, brother. Um, if I put it towards like modern movies, it, it, it fails because it's not gory. It doesn't have those, like the, the great special effects and all that, but looking at it as a seventies product of the seventies and pretty much setting the tone for how horror movies will be done and the tropes that are going to come forward from it. It's a seven for me. It's a, it's fun. It's entertaining. It does its job. It has the scares where it needs to be. And even though I, you clearly root for the cannibals in this movie and not the humans, except for the baby, right? The baby is probably the only human. I'm like, please just let the baby live. The rest (laughs) of the family can die. Let the baby live. Um, But yeah, it's a great, like Dylan said, it's a functional horror movie in what it does, but given that it kind of sets the tone for all horror movies to come with cannibals and those types of movies, it's a solid seven. All right. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Uh, Justin Wallace, what do you think of the movie? Um, I 
I wanted to give it an eight, but I gave it a seven, and that's because it remembered. I thought it was one of those movies where you had to watch the fine details throughout the entire thing, like you know the pig instance where you had to remember the siphoning the gas. But when they wrecked, the windows were open not two seconds before they wrecked into it, and when you it zooms in on the bush, the windows are rolled up. At what point did they roll the windows up? I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's just those, oh, those fine it. details that it missed throughout the movie. It. Now I gotta rewatch this thing. Like, people are getting killed and eating left and right, and Justin's like, "Who left the fucking window down?" <laughs> he's a dad. Remember, he's a dad. He's like, "No, the, yeah. the, close your door, child." I know. Like, it's a sixth sense when someone touched the thermometer. I fucking know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny Blaze, what do you give the movie out of ten? I'm going to give it a solid eight and a half. Eight and a half. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, man. I like it. Uh, I think I think for 1977, I think that was a phenomenal film, man. For what he had, he did a lot. You know, except for the hard end. Yep. All right, but, all right. Know, made it up when, <laughs> but listen, listen, the way they killed Bob, man, it's all forgiven, man. I don't care. <laughs> that's that's where it went off, right? When it, when Bob, the man, guy. Bob went out so bad, dude, that I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's like when Bob died, uh, Johnny's like, okay, we're going to mark this as an eight, eight right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Michael Colby, what you got for me, buddy? Um, I actually went into this with an eight in mind, um, but it does have very 70s horror movie, slow, slow pacing. Um, the acting is very, very bad. Um, <laughs> there was just like, I will take it's really bad. Um, really like, I will take bad but interesting over polished and boring, but. Between the pacing, you know, uh, the inconsistencies and all that stuff, um, it did go down to a six. Um, it wasn't bad. Like, I did enjoy my time with it, but there was just too many things that I couldn't overlook to sort of give it that high of a rating. Like nice, the windows, nice. The, the well, window I would have <laughs> never noticed in a million years. If you saw the window, you would have been like, it's a four. <laughs> and, window, oh, man. and the other thing is, um, I wouldn't have thought about it. I saw a comment earlier from Jasmine uh, that said that if you count the baby, four people survived. And that's way too many for to have survived this movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> is someone chewing on something? <laughs> I yeah, think it sounds like a train's right going past somebody. It's raining over here. Uh, it's probably oh, really it's raining. Hard. Oh, that's why. Okay. Really Rain. Yeah, yeah, it just like the bottom just fell out. <laughs> I swear well, to God. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mike. For your, I, know what to do. I, think, I think that gives us, what, a 50, 51 so far? Dan, how many reels do you give? Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven, a solid okay. seven. So that's gonna yeah, put that's... us up to fifty-eight. This is this is one of your top five movies, Dan. This is one of your <laughs> top five movies. How do you give one of your five movies a seven? I want to give it a number one. I Seven to start. Seven to start. I think is perfectly reasonable. It's a number five. <laughs> it's my number five. Okay. Okay. It's not okay. number two or one. It's five. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> like I said. 
like I said before, this, I, I wish I would have put Cujo on instead, but I'm glad I didn't, God, obviously. <laughs> 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 but all right, I think that's a, what, a 50, 57? 48. 48. Oh, wow. My math is way off. <laughs> so, at least it is better than Chris's. So. <laughs> it, it was better than a, a quiet place, I guess. But uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate that. <laughs> what movie's now, uh, next? Uh, when, when are we going to get to good movies? Yeah, what, what movie is next? I, I, didn't even I think you it. put mine last, so we won't get to the good movies until at least episode eight. Next no, up is walk, walk Hard. Oh, oh, yeah, hard. Okay, yeah, well then we're getting the good movies next. The original? Yeah, right, cool. movie. yeah I'm cool with this. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the... Uh, we're watching the original Walk Hard, right? The Dewey Cox what? story? The Dewey Cox story. Oh. Phil, what are you talking oh, about? Somebody remade the John C. Riley film? <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. Crazy or shit. No, no this is this is the 1977 Criterion Dewey Cox story. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were doing. The 70s version of every movie. <laughs> the Dewey Cox story. De- definitely trying to sound like a cinephile over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I tried to get my like ten. $10 words out here, man. A cin- he's a cinephile. Yeah, cinephile. That means he doesn't know anything. About <laughs> I know nothing. Right. If you ever listen to my other podcast, The Phil Better Show, I know nothing about movies. <laughs> I just act like I know shit. Well, then we're very glad to have you on this movie podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need a Canadian. You need a nice person on this podcast. Okay, you need a Canadian. Every podcast needs a Canadian. You are the token Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I'm just the token the Canadian. Canadian. Nice. <laughs> all right guys now do you just want to do the one by one uh say your goodbyes or what you want to sit around or what do you want to do one oh, by ones yeah, all right one, by one out yeah all right we'll do we'll do that uh zach we'll start off with you since you went last before yeah right on uh i my name is zach wiseman part of some nobodies with dylan terry he's my writing partner and my best friend uh you can find all of our weird stuff over at some nobodies.com sorry my camera's lagging for some reason uh we have a movie going on which we have a gofundme for that we also have a patreon if you want to check that out it's patreon.com backslash some nobodies we have about 15 podcasts uh we will never do boondock saints that actually that's not true uh that's not true uh one that's of phil's first oh the senate the cinephil picked uh boondock saints, so we gotta deal Boo. with this uh, anyway oh, it, michael yeah anyway you can see you can see me and dylan on our show talking upstream on sundays and mondays we have a live version called twitching upstream on tuesdays uh and you can find me everywhere but go to some nobodies.com and that's how you find smiles so thank you very much <laughs> all right let's uh, uh let's go with phil next how are you, Michael oh. Dylan? Let's go, Dylan. Since oh. you're already up. Oh crap! I popped up. Uh, you heard from Zach. I'm also I'm Dylan of some nobodies. Also, he just gave a pitch for everything we do: Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays. We've got other shows coming up at some point. They're in production. You can find me online at Vorpal Words, and you'll listen to me host this next week when we do Walk Hard, Do We Talk Story. That's all I got. Bye. <laughs> all right. All right uh... You're going to throw me up next? I'll, I'll go next, whatever. Um, um, I'm Dan Lovely, everyone. You can catch me on Oops, Oops Caught Me Smoking. Um, it's a podcast on Spotify or wherever you like to hear your podcast. I'm also on the WeTube, YouTube, and now on Clubhouse. So look at look at Oops Caught Me Smoking on Clubhouse, too. And let's go off, off to Phil now. I am, of course, Phil Better. 
the host with the most, the cinephile that actually doesn't know anything about movies. Uh, but I host an amazing show called Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, where I actually talk with people who actually know shit about being an entrepreneur and don't fake it like I am apparently faking loving movies. Um, you can find it on all podcast mediums, or you can just go to www.investinyourselfpod.com, and it's Invest in Yourself Pod on all social medias. Thank you, and good night. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh justin um you can find carpool shenanigans wherever you like to uh listen to your uh podcast we are doing a murder mystery episode right after this on our daily commuter uh facebook page so go check that out and uh, i am actually really excited for the movie we're doing next week so tune on in y'all all right johnny blaze hey johnny blaze cloud chronicles on YouTube, uh, check me out on WeTube, uh, In the Clouds. Uh, got a little Game of Thrones review show on there, too. Uh, and also on Clubhouse. So check us out next week, too, guys, on The Real Boys. Hey, shout out to my friend Aaron for all those funny comments. Appreciate you watching. <laughs> definitely definitely shout out to Aaron. All right, Michael, go ahead, buddy. Uh, Mike Michael Colby from Jack Billings Presents, me and my neighbor Michael. Also, Jack Billings Presents, Beef It Into My Mouth. Also, Jack Billings Presents, Haunted Apartment Complex. Also, I love this terrible game. And seven other projects that I will announce um, soon enough. But uh, I got stuff going with uh, Zach and Dylan. And I got some other stuff going on. Um, so... Uh, follow me on Twitter at my neighbor M I C H one, and I'll announce everything that I'm doing when it's ready to get announced. <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. All right, guys, thank you for clicking that play button and joining us for the live version. I guess you don't have to click a play button to join the live version, but anyways, but well, anyway, uh, thank you for joining us and watching the live version on over on YouTube or Facebook or uh, the scenesnobs.com, wherever you're watching, and I'm Dan Lovely signing off, um, and I'll see you next week where we review the Dewey Cox show, the Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I think I got that right now. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> now, I, I really hope to see you guys next week. I love you guys. Stay up. <laughs>